Think I Like You, a counterintuitive approach to dating and relationships in the digital age. I'm your host, Clara Archwager. I'm a coach, I'm a writer, and I specialize in helping women who are already living really rich lives. They don't view marriage as the be-all, end-all, but they do desire to co-create a life with another, deeply so. They're curious to understand why that hasn't come to fruition thus far and how they can pursue those desires more consciously. In these conversations, some with just me, some with incredible guests, and others with my dear fiance, James, will be in that vein, imbued with curiosity, nuance, and a way of looking at dating and relationships that isn't contained to such a formulaic and stifled lens. Let's go. of the podcast. I'm your host, Clara Archwager. I am I'm popping in here on a Friday with an extra episode. I'm calling it a bit of a mini episode. We'll see how long we run. But I specifically wanted to do this episode in follow-up to a reel I posted like give or take a week and a half ago. I'm going to link to that reel in the show notes. But if you didn't catch that, In the reel, I was essentially breaking down a really common pattern that I see um, in in my clients around dating. And this could be a woman in her, call it, you know, well, it could be at any point, mid-30s, early 30s, late 30s, 40s. Okay, so (laughs) at any point. And um, she is coming up against a lot of obstacles in dating. Maybe those patterns shake out as... Well, just never really meeting anyone where things work out, where there is true connection, um, where the people that she meets are looking for the same things or ready for the same things that she is largely housed in the space of commitment. Uh, or it could just be straight up ghosting, flakiness, you know, constant swiping, but it not, never really amounting to anything. And in her life, what she experienced was two things. It could be one of each of these, but the combination of the two makes the impact even more powerful. So at a young age, let's say it could actually be at any point, but let's say around five or six, or maybe even before that, or a little bit after she witnessed her mom have to take a step back or leave her career in order to take care of the kids. I want to make clear in everything that I'm talking about and sharing here, this is not to vilify anyone's parents. Um, I merely wanted to do this episode, well, one, because the topic really resonated with people and the comments were like, okay, but how do I work with this? How do I change this? I feel so seen in this, but also to really highlight how, you know, most dating rhetoric and advice is housed at very like a top level, meaning it, it just hits the surface where we're not really having any traction. We're not meeting people that we really like or connect with. These interactions never really lead to anything. And so we think like, I need to meet more people or I need to change my profile or I need to change up the rules. Maybe I ask this on a first date or I wait this long to sleep with them. But there are all of these underlying drivers that are actually way more significant and way more impactful. So even though I'm focusing on um, what you witnessed in your mom's career and your relationship to work in this example, know that you could apply this to so many other things. So what will happen with these clients is they will 
witness their mothers, as I said before, having to step back. And maybe their memory of that now is like, yeah, you know, that's just what we did. Like, you know, dad's career took off or uh, dad was making more money or it just made more sense for dad to be working or actually dad just wanted to be working and it was expected that mom would step back. And this can also be like, and this happens all the time, where the moms themselves, and I would say I experienced this with my own mom, have so much pleasure in motherhood. They love their children. They create these beautiful experiences for their children. This is not just like, I had to step back and now I hate being a mother. And the thing about these memories and, and the subconscious, which is what I'm getting at, our subconscious memory versus our you know, or let's say our conscious brain versus our subconscious brain. I've talked about um, this on the podcast before, and it has come up numerous times where we can have a conscious desire, like I have a desire for partnership, but there can be a subconscious belief that creates an obstacle or a barrier, often as a form of protection. And that's going to make more sense when I go more into this topic as to why partnership hasn't come to fruition just yet. So here are these, you know, young kiddos, adolescents witnessing the shift in, it's not just their mother's career, but their mother's identity, their mother's sense of self in relationship to marriage, intimacy, partnership, and motherhood, quite frankly. But in this case, specifically marriage, intimacy, and partnership, right? So from the outside looking in, like what I'm describing here is someone saying like, oh yeah, you know, my mom had to step back. To a child, and the child, especially between the ages of zero and seven, we think very much in black and white. What they witness is, oh, mommy has to sacrifice. Mommy gets to be less of herself. Mommy has to give up something she wants. And honestly, I've had it with clients where they're like, no, my mom wanted to. And and I can't go back in time and really experience what happened. Um, but there could be a way in which their mom is putting up a front, understandably so, to not, you know, what put that on the children. But children feel into everything. So how that registers is like the link a link between partnership, intimacy, and loss of self, self-sacrifice. I don't get to have to be completely myself. And this has a direct influence on how our dating lives and relationships shake out later. So here we are in the present day um, being like, why can I never meet anyone? Why do the people that I meet, like they don't want marriage, they're not ready for that. And I'm following all these tips and these tricks and these rules that the internet feeds me, but like it's not amounting to anything. There's always something lingering below the surface, which is why I said this is just one example in this regard. We can have lots of experiences and interactions that feed this kind of outcome later on. So that's the first piece of things, what you witnessed in your mother. And it's it's really impactful for like daughters. The daughters experience it the most because we tend to relate the most to our same-sex parent. So then oftentimes... These same clients, and I sit side by side with them in this regard, are told and encouraged lovingly so by their parents, like go out, get the best education, get the best job, like create a life for yourself. Maybe there are parts of like, you know, depend on yourself and only yourself. Don't ever depend on a man. There are instances where 
the mother still in the marriage will voice that to the child. So this only amplifies this whole kind of underbelly, if you will, of the beliefs that are really running the show here, right? But they're, but you know, the parents are saying like, we want you to go to the best schools. We're going to support you. Um, maybe they didn't have access to those things or it was harder for them. So it's really important to them. And this is so beautiful for their children to be able to access the best activities and resources and learning and extracurriculars and, and all that jazz. It all comes from a really good place. Nobody is doing this maliciously. So what happens with that? and I very much relate to this, is we link, oh, like I will be loved, I will be safe. My parents want me to go off and be good in school and get a great job and like that's what I should do because I want to make them happy. And at a subconscious level, informed by those very early years because the subconscious brain primarily forms between the ages of zero and seven, that I want to make my parents happy really translates to survival because we can't provide for ourselves at that point in time. We can't feed and clothe and house ourselves. So later on that, like, you know, you hear the story all the time of like, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. I didn't really want to be that, but I'm going to go off and do that thing because a lot of it is linked in that, like, I will only be loved if I follow such and such path. Um, I've shared this story before, but when I decided to leave my, you know, career and marketing corporate path, you know, cushy startup that I was building, big salary and become a coach, the hardest person to tell was my mom. And it would arguably have been my dad too, but he had already passed. So you're being fed that information of go out and do and get this thing. Now think of that in contrast with you witness in your mom, the linking of self-sacrifice, loss of self, stepping back from career, not having a career of her own with marriage and intimacy. And the reason I keep saying intimacy is because oftentimes too, these folks are pretty shut off from themselves and pretty shut off from other people. Um, so the way we don't think of marriage or partnership and as much when we're younger, we think of it in the vein of intimacy, i.e. how we open up to ourselves and how we open up to other people. So then what's kind of running is like, if I do this thing, if I get married, even though we say on a conscious level, it's like, think of it as like above the surface. I want a relationship. I want to be married. I want to meet my person. I want this life. The subconscious brain is like, no, 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 that's dangerous. Like we'll lose ourselves. We'll have to sacrifice ourselves. We won't be able to be completely self-expressed. And that's only then magnified if your parents were like, go out, get the best job. That's the most important thing. Just build a really good career. And so often when people say to me like, oh, well, I've just been focused on my career. Now I'm focused on dating. It's not as simple as that. It's usually that they were encouraged and rewarded for operating in that way as children. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like I want to do the same for my own future child. Um, I want to arm them with all of the resources and the abilities to go out and get the education that they they want. I'm just merely explaining how it translates. So here they are thinking like, I just haven't focused on this thing or like, I'm just not meeting anyone because I don't know. I don't know how to text back or whatever it is when actually this is where it comes down to like safety in the body. And especially if your mother stepped back from her career and then maybe voiced that frustration to you of like, I don't get to do what I want. Or you witnessed her start to take up, you know, 
habits, whether it be like shopping or drinking or just poor health in some way that, you know, she didn't have to overtly say this is happening because of this. Again, like we pick up on these things, right? And we don't want to become that ourselves. And there's a way in which this can be really beautiful and inspiring, right? Maybe we didn't see our mother's um, earn a significant income and we're really driven by that. And we create these like rich, fulfilling, full lives for ourselves. And and this also, and I don't want to go too much into this one, because I don't feel as if I'm an expert in this regard and two, because it's such a big subject, but like we do want more female leaders in the workforce. We do want uh, more women-owned companies. We do want women earning more. We do want to be flipping all of those narratives and those statistics. Um, and a lot of this is informed by patriarchal structures and societies. I don't want to discredit that. It's just, you know, a bigger, um, really big subject area that for the sake of this conversation where we're staying focused, I don't want to fully go into. So if you relate to this, if you're like, oh, I did experience this. And if you have placed a lot of focus on your career or you have achieved a lot of success in your career, this isn't about punishing yourself. It's more so I want to arm you with the curiosity to say, huh, okay, dating has not shaken out the way I, I have wanted it to, or I haven't met people that I'm really that into, or nothing ever goes that far, or I've really struggled to date, um, and I never seem to connect with anyone. If you have tried <laughs> sort of a multitude of angles, if you will, or if you just keep trying and thinking, if I just meet more people, if I just meet more people, I mean, that's why the whole like dating is a numbers thing is utter bullshit. If there is this type of belief, wiring, if you will, programming, running around in the subconscious, which is really, really common, that plays a really significant role. That will be showing up now. Um, If this type of content and this approach has you going like, whoa, I've never thought about things in this way, or that really resonates, and huh, that's really interesting, I want to look more deeply into that, this is the exact type of content and the exact type of framing that I have built into the entire online course, my first online course that is launching May 15th officially. Um, There will be a link to the launch event in the show notes You don't have to attend the launch event to access the course. You just access like a significant discount uh, if you come and then purchase the course course through the event, but it will be available across the month of May. Uh, But for the sake of this conversation, if you're like, ooh, this is really resonating with me and I'm feeling like a sense of sort of freedom and agency and like I want to explore this because of the way that you're framing this, then like that that's the exact crux and so much more of what I have put um, into this online course, which is like completely self-led and is an evergreen resource that you'll have access to forever. So um, that is the gist of it. I'm trying to think if there's other stuff that I want to add in here. I just want to really highlight again that on a subconscious level in your nervous system, what has been linked together is like, okay, mom self-sacrificed, didn't get the exact life that she wanted, even if she communicated to me how much she loved being a mom and she like, you know, really um, embodied that role um, and was a really good mom in that way. 
that link of like self-sacrifice, loss of self, um, having to give something up can be linked to partnership. So it's like link 17 times, but those two can be connected. And so then later on when we're out dating and we're thinking, I want a relationship. I want to meet my person. Like I want to share my life with someone and we're not meeting anyone or we're struggling or we never meet anyone that wants to commit or wants the same things as us. It's actually the nervous system, the subconscious that's like, no, 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 no. We don't, we, it's all about self-preservation. <laughs> we don't want that to happen to us. And we've linked those two things together. Therefore, the individuals that show up in your life are not available to you. Something can't work, but you still get to preserve yourself. So it's actually about shifting things internally. And this is the kind of stuff that I go into in the course around how to create safety in the nervous system in relation to partnership. But just to give you a little like something to run with in the immediate Take pen to paper, you know, get really curious on what's coming up as if, if the subject resonates with you, write down like memories that come up, um, interactions that you remember, you know, any any portion of this episode where I said something where you were like, whoa, that really landed, write more about that. Why did that land and resonate with you so much? And then consider other couples. It could be um, in TV, in social media. In real life is the best where you witness two individuals, but specifically the woman um, being fully self-expressed, getting to do all the things that she wants in her life. Not from, you know, I don't get to do all the things I want in my life just for lack of time, but like there will be no giving up of like my creative outlets and my career by way of children. Right. So look to see if you can find those examples and observe them kind of witness them um, in the immediate if this is something that you struggle with. All right, y'all. As I said, there's going to be a link to the sign-up event in the show notes. At some point in the next week or so, the page for the actual course with all the details will go live. So look out for that. Um, And I'll also include a link to the original reel. If you have any additional questions in relation to this topic, feel free to shoot me at DM at ithinkilikeyou.co on Instagram. All right. Have a beautiful weekend, y'all. 